0: Hello everyone
1: and welcome to the Girls in Movement podcast where we have actually officially passed the episode 10 milestone. Um so here's to many more and I want to say a huge thank you firstly to all the guests um, and future guests and of course everyone who's listened, downloaded um, and shared over social media. So I think with Girls in Movement, this kind of next milestone will def- definitely be to hit 50 podcasts. Um, so we're looking forward to that. Definitely. So. We're joined today by a very kind of interesting guest who has a long list of achievements. And I really do believe that it's growing kind of year on year, month on month. Um, Every time I look at her social media, she's always doing something pretty cool. Um, She's an award winning journalist, uh, presenter and is currently writing for The Telegraph, which is uh, huge. And what I really like about this guest is that she's used her platform as a presenter to kind of empower different communities and this why I kind of initially reached out so she campaigns for causes which are close to her such as women empowerment um, and I think that's really important with the kind of project with Girls in Movement so I'm excited to kind of hear about her ideas around mentoring um, and definitely her journey to where she is um, what she's doing at the moment so without further ado I'd love to welcome Anila Darby to the Girls in Podcast so how are you Anila welcome
0: Thank you, and uh, congratulations on your milestone, yeah, and thank you. thank you for having me, and thank you for that lovely introduction.
1: Ah, No worries, thank you. Um, I suppose, obviously, I've given you a kind of short version of your life, so I think it'd be great if you give <laughs> your kind of, uh, I suppose, journey from where you started um, to where you are now.
0: Well, um, so I started... I guess in journalism and media when I was about 15 at a local radio station called Club Asia which is now Buzz Asia right. and um, from there I just loved journalism, I loved media and I loved that I was doing something different to everyone else and that was on, at my work experience actually, my year 10 work experience oh, wow! and um, while most people had you know gone and opted for something you know maybe retail which obviously there's nothing wrong with that at all and you get experience from everywhere but actually My parents were market traders so i already had retail experience and thought i don't really want to be doing that again (laughs) just in a shop um so i'm gonna find something completely different um and so yeah i found a local radio station i thought wow you know it was really inspiring i was around really kind of good people who inspired me
1: yeah
0: and from there then on i um took part in a two-week summer course in journalism yeah. um, and that from that point onwards I started receiving training with them um, I, I, you know I joined the organization called Headliners yeah. and for about I stayed with them till I turned I think it was 18 or 21 even actually and I you know went to Parliament and interviewed MPs during oh, the general wow. election I, I interviewed um, people within the community um, and covered community projects that help young people and um, I even traveled with them actually across the country to cover Initiatives that were being put into place for young people. So that's probably where it stems from my the the want to use a platform to help people because I actually started off with an organization a charitable organization that helps people uh, helps media students and um and covered you know that young people aspect yeah. um and then i went to university i studied a degree in english and i did my master's at warwick in philosophy and literature
1: oh, cool
0: and all the while i was still gaining work experience i went and did kind of sports fashion um news politics really dipped my hand into everything to see what i enjoy and um And I also know that, you know, to be in media, you have to be multi-skilled. You have to be able to put your hand to anything. So I really tried to go out there and build up my skills on my own, knowing that I don't have a degree in journalism. Um, And so, you know, I would need those skills. And then as soon as I came out of university, out of my masters, I started freelancing for London Live. Um, And yeah, and, um, ITV, I uh, tried to think back now. Um, so, yeah, I freelanced for some really cool companies uh, before getting my own show on VTV.
1: Oh, wow. wow.
0: And, you know, VTV is, if you're a South Asian, it's a household name. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, you know, it's, it's such an amazing platform. And my grandparents, from the minute they moved from India to this country, had been watching V T V So I knew that, you know what? at least it's going to make my grandparents happy um, <laughs> and uh, so they were very proud uh, for the yes and um, and that was just an amazing platform because I really got to move around I, I, I was not only a presenter on two shows I became the only presenter to turn into a reporter I learned how to self-shoot I was the only presenter to be an assistant producer so I used yeah. to reformat shows, I formulated and implemented their social media strategy, Amazing. I uh, managed the marketing at one point, cross-platform um, marketing, so I got everything possible out of VTV out mm-hmm. and then um, I found that my calling took me into politics <laughs> and I joined the Women's Equality Party oh, Wow. Um, and that was really exciting fighting actually because i was voted in by members um of the women's equality party we really had to take part in a democratic process where people voted for who they wanted to stand as a representative and as a candidate and when i was you know when i found out that i'd been chosen and sandy togsvick actually called me up and i had just come out of the makeup room at (laughs) Z, and uh, i got a call from sandy togsvick and she's like hi neela just letting you know you've been shortlisted and you've been you, you know you're a candidate for the women's equality party and I just screamed and was like oh my god I can't be Sandy Toxics on the phone to me let alone the fact that I'm running as a candidate for her party oh, <laughs> <very cool. laughs> um, yeah it was it was really awesome actually and I felt like that was that was really like a key part of my life where I was able to stand and say look this is what I believe in And this is what I'm going to do to help women in this country and, you know, really be able to do something to help um, and turn kind of ideas into policy. So I campaigned, I had three key campaign areas. One was um, equal pay, equal media treatment and ending violence against women and girls. Right. Okay. Great. Um, And that was just, yeah. So it was um, amazing. And after that, After running in the elections, that was for the Greater London Assembly. I, um, what did I go on to do then? I then started freelancing again in journalism. Right. And um, I became a presenter for the BBC Asia Network.
1: Amazing, wow.
0: Um, And after that, I moved up to Newcastle to become a um, journalist for ITV News up in the northeast. Yes and then I moved back to London and now I'm freelancing for The Telegraph.
1: Oh wow amazing so so currently at the moment you're freelancing with The Telegraph and then are you doing kind of what else are you kind of doing on the side of that?
0: um... So I freelance for The Telegraph where I'm kind of um, I produce their bulletins news bulletins and um, on the side I get to have a rip Well, to be honest, I was going to say I have a very exciting life, but The Telegraph is very exciting. Um, And I love waking up and going to that every morning, even if it's at six in the morning. I love it. Um, But, you know, I do lots of other things. So I try to do kind of charity work. Um, I host a lot of shows and events. Um, Yeah, and I just try to kind of help out wherever I can in the community.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I, I think... I was kind of saying before we start this call, I noticed you're really busy kind of this week um, on a kind of is it a show or kind of a, a program called Be Inspired? What's that all about and what's it involved?
0: So that was um, a Be Inspired stage actually. It's part of Europe's largest wedding show. Oh, okay. And we we came up with that concept because um, we wanted people to have a kind of holistic experience when shopping around for their weddings mm-hmm. rather than just you know kind of visiting an exhibition and um just visiting stands and stall holders we wanted them to actually feel like it was a real experience and part of their big day so the be inspired stage is where i interview industry experts and give people it's not only to you know give an audience top tips and help and advice when it comes to their big day but actually giving a platform to people um, within the industry to really, you know, market them and get their voice out there and get their ideas out. So it was, um, it's an inspiration stage that kind of helps everyone out.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: And, and it's so something you- different because, you know, I I am quite a news and politics and current affairs background.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so it's just something really fun and different.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean it's definitely out of your I suppose your experience within politics, et cetera, doing doing something like that. But it's really cool. I mean, um I mean when it comes to I suppose you've reported on on obviously politics is a big thing and then obviously you were voted in um in terms of kind of equality within women, do you think what sort of year was that when you were voted in just out of interest? Was it a while that ago? That
0: was uh, I'm just thinking it was last year.
1: Last year okay so I was going to say do do you think much has changed but I was going to kind of ask do you think when you first came in I suppose obviously into that that sort of world do you do you think much has changed say in the past year past five years in terms of equality with women when it comes to business?
0: Ah that's a very good question because i was going to say actually things have changed when it comes to um the kind of I mean, everyone will know what I'm referring to when I say that sexual harassment has been highlighted massively by the media. Um, When it comes to business, I think that much more is actually being done when it comes to transparency within companies, um, when it comes to equal pay. I think that companies are feeling more responsible that actually women should be being paid the same amount. Mm. And while, um, you know, while it may not be enforced as much as we like when it comes to transparency because i really think that's one way of combating the fact that we don't have equal pay yet um i think the fact that women have tools like social media to be able to really raise awareness Mm -hmm. does help and i think that actually this year the kind of equal pay campaign equal pay day um was quite massive
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I would agree. I mean, the Equal Pay campaign was really, it seems like it was a success in terms of getting the word out there and the different businesses that were getting involved, kind of big footsie, kind of 250 companies actually doing the whole kind of out of office campaign with females. And because I think, um, yeah. For those of you who are listening and obviously don't know about this campaign, it was basically outlining that after a certain date in November, um, a lot of women won't, I don't know what the percentage was, but a lot of women would actually be working for free um, in terms of kind of equal pay. And men are still obviously getting paid until the end of the year. But when you actually work it out, you'd technically be working for free. So yeah it's a really good cause and i think it needs to be heightened in these kind of top companies and in the top level because i still think that's where the issues lie and i think if bigger companies aren't doing it then these kind of smaller businesses uh kind of who they look up to they won't
0: they won't kind of follow either so yeah huge oh companies. absolutely and especially the fact that women there are such a lack of women at the top in top positions yeah. Yeah. and that also really impacts the fact that women lower down aren't getting you know the same pay we need to see equality across the board when it comes to women in business Definitely. from the fact of you know filling top positions to having equal pay equal pay is really just one of the factors that we still need to address but there are many others
1: yeah, definitely. I think it's, I mean, I had a conversation with a, uh, a female founder based out in the US and she said that the kind of lack of female role models in big businesses is kind of, is is actually what's kind of, I suppose, affecting how many women start a startup or start a small business because there's a lack of female kind of founders in the top tier of businesses. If you look at your Uber, Facebook and Twitter, these big startups kind of the companies that started really small and now they've obviously scaled quite quickly they're all I'd say 95% of them are all kind of male founders um so yeah definitely mm. I think it's not just equal pay it's it's a uh, role models is completely uh, kind of the issue there as well
0: and it's a vicious cycle really because if you don't have that many women at the top in top positions you don't have the other side of the voice to say, actually, you know, um, this is how women should be treated in a business. And that really plays into different factors. You know, you've got the economic factor, but you've also got the social factor of, we still have these labels that women who are doing well are are business women, career women, um, whereas women who stay at home or work part-time are kind of career mothers and you have all of these labels when it comes to women um that feed into the whole entire image of should we even recruit a woman at the top because um will the fact that she wants to be a mother affect her work you know if we get rid of those labels um that would impact having more women at the top if we change our um kind of dialogue and narrative in media towards women that would affect and help and you know create more more space for women at the top and in turn women lower down will have better treatment because there are women in higher positions um, who are there to kind of balance things out so I think we need to we've still got a lot of work to do when it comes to um, women in the workplace a lot
1: and are you still involved in the project within parliament then is that still something you're it's ongoing or
0: um as a journalist i have to remain impartial so um, i'm not involved in the women's equality party but um you know because they are um they're a cross party kind of they are non-partisan is the word, okay. non-partisan, <laughs> so um, it, it doesn't really have a conflict. But, you know, if they've got a campaign that I think is brilliant, or Sophie Walker, their party leader has said something amazing, of course, you know, I'm the first one to retweet them.
1: Definitely. Nice. That's really... It's really... And, and,
0: there's, and, and, you know, because I was one of the first ever candidates to join that party, I obviously do have a great affiliation, and I really think that we shouldn't shy away from trying to fight for women's rights there's absolutely no kind of shame in that so yeah okay. uh, I, I think they're a great party
1: yeah no really good and i think we can we can leave some information about um women's equality party kind of at the bottom of the youtube kind of bio for this uh, podcast as well but it's definitely a, a project you should follow if you don't know about it yet um just as i suppose with girls in movement it's all kind of the the end goal is was all about mentoring young girls or individuals across the world and and i suppose empowering their their mind when it comes to if they wanted to start a business and and kind of i don't know follow their dream of what they wanted to do that they they kind of have the the tools around them they have the knowledge that they can do so etc so i suppose my question is did you have any mentors growing up or or kind of people that stand out in your life who probably kind of affected where you are at the moment
0: um I would I definitely say I had a role model and that was Angelina Jolie um she's always been my role model because I always loved the way that she'd used her skill and talent which she'd obviously worked at and honed in acting um to get to a level in her career where she was able to use her platform Mm. to shine a light on issues that people face and give a voice to the underrepresented and I think I've always you know attempted and aimed to do that with my own work but you know achieve a level of achieve some kind of level in my career where I think I'm in a position to be able to do this or help this person or um, help someone with this contact. Um, I can't really say I had a mentor as such but you know she was definitely my role model and has been
1: it's a great it's a great role model to have I think I mean Angeline Jelly's story is just amazing the work that she does at the moment I mean only I think it's only about 10% actually gets kind of broadcasted in the media because she she does so much um uh, it's it's, a, it's really yeah cool. yeah it's just phenomenal definitely um I mean what's for you what's been the sort of highlights uh for this year and is there anything exciting that's coming up in 2018 for you?
0: Oh God, highlights of this year. There have been so many. Um uh, gosh. I love us. I think everything <laughs> Yeah, it's so difficult because it's like, where do I even begin? I and I have to say, do you know what? I'm actually really fortunate to have that response I think because I'm definitely somebody who doesn't compromise when it comes to following my dream or trying to live what I think of as being my dream. Um, And I have to say, you know, highlights for me have been everything that I've done this year, you know, from working at ITV um, and having kind of, I had two um, series commissioned with ITV, one on the aging population and one on mental health. So they were really, you know, they were amazing moments for me. Um, Another one has to be um, being uh shortlisted for the regional journalist of the year award
1: oh, great
0: for itv at the asian media awards um and actually that that was also because i i made such a big move to go to itv and i really gave it my all um you know i moved away from home i bought a car i wasn't very confident in driving because i had a car crash the year before um so you know i just had to kind of do mind over matter really for, for the fact that I needed those skills and needed to go and work there um, so you know that was quite a proud moment for me and um, working at the Telegraph you know I've been part of a really amazing project with them um, and I think all of the work that I've done with uh, the charity that I'm ambassador of Binti oh, okay. um, and it's a um, it's a charity that helps women and girls in the uk indian africa um when it comes to periods and having sanitary um kind of towels and period provision and it provides an education to girls in both these countries as well when it comes to periods and what it actually means to our bodies and smashing the shame against menstruation um so yeah i think that's been you know i've really enjoyed doing that work because I, I think that at the end of the day, you know, periods are real basic biological um, facts for many women. Yeah, and, yeah completely. And, you know, there, there's a lot of shame and stigma around it still.
1: And I suppose what's exciting that's coming up in 2018? Is there anything that listeners should be aware of or follow anyone else?
0: Honestly, I... <laughs> I plan my life about three weeks in advance, (laughs) so I don't even know what 2018 holds. I'm just so open to anything. Um, I feel like I throw out the net and see what it pulls in Um, and I kind of do love living like that sometimes. Um, I'll go from kind of freelancing and just having the door wide open and seeing who walks in to um, going back to full-time work and being stable for a while. So. being 2018 <laughs> yeah anything could happen <laughs>
1: yeah, I love it. and I suppose the work at Telegraph I mean that's what you're doing at the moment um is it I, I always get stuff around technology is it just technology or do you kind of do other bits of as well
0: um with the Telegraph yeah so I write produce and read the news bulletins for them for their website oh, no. um and it covers national and international news
1: yeah
0: sure. so it's everything basically
1: right, that's <laughs> yeah, it's good it's definitely kind of it's similar. really good yeah moving from itv then then to the te- telegraph is yeah it's a really good achievement <laughs>
0: it was um it, it, it's different because with itv that was regional news sure. so i really covered on the north i covered the um northeast and northwest so now i've kind of gone from regional to national and international national so it has been a, a, a good a step in the right direction really
1: a hundred percent I mean that just gives you a complete open kind of net of what you can talk about and kind of what you'll be the stories you'll be looking into as well So it's, it's really good
0: Yes, yeah, yeah but I really think actually that for anyone who does want to go into journalism I think that starting off regional mm. is really helpful because okay. you kind of learn all of those skills that you need and you make contacts and it teaches you so much, so that regional experience is just really invaluable. I could, I just had such an invaluable experience at ITV.
1: Amazing. I mean, a couple. We had a couple of other uh, kind of. I think one of our previous guests was a, a presenter in the BBC now, and she said the kind of most experience that she kind of ever learned was when she was working for community radio and it was the best it was hard it was challenging but she kind of learned all the basic skills but I mean now she's in a world where most of the work is done for her but she kind of she has that control sort of like questions she can ask etc but yeah it's it's definitely a big step but I mean like in the world of media I think having that initial experience in a small local paper or a local radio it's it's huge it's so important
0: Absolutely I couldn't agree more it really is it teaches you all of the skills that you need um, to really you know be on the ball when it comes to news how to cover it um, the resources how to find the resources and use them it's just you know it's just such a brilliant foundation.
1: Perfect I mean I've got one last question for you, Nida, which I ask all my, okay. kids, and it was and it is, if you could give yourself your younger self any advice, what would it be?
0: <laughs> um, it would be keep calm and have fun. <laughs> <Nice>. um, <laughs> yeah, I think that you know. Uh, I'm very very ambitious and I will reach a milestone that I've been trying to reach and as soon as I've reached it I'm ready to move I'm ready to kind of you know I indulge in it for and do the work and then I'm ready to move on to the next thing and it's just that thing of do you know what just take a minute to um, recognize that actually you have reached that milestone you have accomplished something Mm. and to to not keep worrying about the next thing that's going to happen because actually mm-hmm. if you look back everything always works out you're always where you're meant to be yeah. and life will always keep moving you will always keep moving because every stepping stone that you've put into place behind you is creating a path that will lead you somewhere else
1: well couldn't, couldn't put it better myself <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean on that note I think it's great advice and I definitely think keep calm and have fun And I think the have fun part is definitely the most important bit because I think we do sometimes yes. like you just get absorbed in a life of working and and doing the day-to-day that you actually don't take a minute to look back and like in, you've got to do something that you enjoy because then the having fun part just comes naturally to it but I mean not everyone exactly. is exactly um
0: to have that exactly and just just to remember that you know everything is a choice And every day when you wake up in the morning, you're making a choice about how your day pans out. So, you know, make the choices that you make and then enjoy them. Even if they don't work out how you expect them to, just enjoy them and the fact that you made a decision. Because everything in life is a lesson. Everything is there to add to you. Um, Even if it's something negative, it adds something more to your personality. It adds something. It adds greater depth to you and it builds you as a person so everything there is to really build you up and um, get you further in life to the place where you know every moment counts really and I just think enjoy it and embrace it
1: exactly embrace the mistakes as well because I think when you're young you just you just think one mistake is like the end of the world and and it's all over it's not you've got to embrace it and it's a it's going to be a lesson one day so you just got to look at it like that (laughs)
0: Absolutely, absolutely. It's never a mistake. It's always a lesson. Exactly. Perfect. Well, thank you so
1: much, Anila. You've been a really good guest, and and everything you're doing at the moment is it's all exciting stuff. Um, whoever wants to follow kind of Anila's story, I can put all the Instagram, Twitter, and any other social media that uh, Anila's on at the moment. I can put it all kind of uh, at the bottom of the YouTube. Uh, we're on uh, iTunes as well, so you can download it as a podcast. Um, and then obviously, of course. Uh, give Anila a follow and follow her story. So, thank you, Anila. Thanks for being a great guest. Thank you so much. It was lovely talking to you. Great, thank you very much.